the second Sunday of Amshir, and the gospel today is from John chapter 6. The gospel of today is from about the feeding of the 5,000 men. You know the story very well. And you know that this is one of the few miracles that's recorded in all uh, of the gospels. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 14, Mark 6. Luke 9 and John 6. You need to remember that. I'm going to quiz you later. Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6. Mark 6 and John 6. Matthew 14 and Luke 9. Luke 9 is from the Egbeya in the ninth hour. And the gospel of the first three weeks of Amshir are from the gospel of St. John chapter 6. The first three weeks of this Coptic month are all from John chapter 6. And the theme of John chapter 6 and the theme of this Coptic month is our Lord Jesus Christ is the bread of life. Last week we said, do not labor for the food which perishes. So our Lord is the bread of life. And the Lord knows, and the church knows, that we are about to enter a period of fasting for Great Lent where we all give up the foods that we love so much, so that we can focus on the bread of life. But in order to have and to taste the bread of life, we need a new priest. The new priest is the one who can give us the bread of life. And the church today wants to teach us about the new priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. That's what the Pauline epistle today made very explicit. St. Paul in the Pauline epistle today said, And it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has come. Another priest who has come. Not according to the law of the fleshly commandment, but according to the power of endless life. For he testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The miracle of the feeding of the multitude is about the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ after the order of Melchizedek. For those who don't know Melchizedek, his icon is the last one, or the second to last one in the back there. Melchizedek was a royal priest. A royal priest. He was a priest and he was... A king. And after the Lord performed the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, the multitude started to perceive that Jesus was special, that he might be the priest king, the Messiah. And at the very end of the Gospel of today, it's written that the men said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. And the next verse after, it's not part of the gospel, but if you continue in the gospel of St. John, it says that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. And so, when the Lord perceived this, it says he departed into the mountain by himself alone. The multitude, they misunderstood this royal priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why today I want to speak about this royal priesthood. You know, in Second Peter chapter 2, St. Peter, he tells us that you are a chosen generation, a royal 
priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God. Because our Lord Jesus Christ is high priest after the order of Melchizedek, Because he is the high priest and he is the one who can go into the holies of holies, he allowed for us to partake in this priesthood. So that now you can partake of the holies of holies and partake in the communion. Now you have access to the holies of holies. Before, no one in the Old Testament had access to the bread of life or could even go into the holies of holies. But now... After our Lord Jesus Christ became the high priest, he gave us access to the holies of holies. That's why I want to talk to you about the role of priesthood. And we can learn from Christ as the high priest. He served as a model for us. The priest, first, is a shepherd. Is a shepherd. And in the gospel of today, we see our Lord Jesus Christ as a good shepherd in action. In the account of the miracle from the Gospel of St. Mark, St. Mark chapter 6, it is written that when Jesus came out, it's written that he saw the great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. Our Lord came to say, I am the good shepherd. He wants to pastor us and we are the sheep and without the good shepherd in our life without his direction the sheep can be easily distracted and lose sight of the shepherd and the flock and that's why there's a famous parable called the parable of the lost sheep And in our times, many people are trying to find their own way. Many people are distracted by the pleasures of the world, and they want nothing to do with the church. And just yesterday, I was having a conversation with someone, and unsolicited, they offered to be my personal trainer. I know why. uh, um, So I think this person and said, uh, no offense, uh, I don't need a personal trainer because, like, I'm pretty disciplined. If I want to, I can figure it out and I can do, like, if I put my mind to it and work out, I can do it. And so the person, like, smiled and he, he understood, like, understood what, he, what I was saying. But then he said, what about in the spiritual life, Abuna? If you're disciplined on your own, do you need, like, a spiritual coach? And I just looked at him, I said, you got me, you got me. Discipline is not sufficient in the spiritual life. You need a spiritual coach. I like put my head down and said, inshallah, I'll uh, contact him next year, inshallah. All of us were in need of spiritual coaching. We are all in need of a shepherd. We all need direction. And our job is to follow the shepherd wherever he leads us. In the gospel of today, our Lord, he led the people where? He led them into the wilderness. He led them away from the city. He led them into what another gospel says, into the deserted place. 
The Lord, he could have chosen to meet the people in the, in the city, but he wanted to take them to, to the deserted place. Because the Lord wanted to spend all day with them. He wanted to spend time with them. In the city, there's too many distractions. And the good shepherd, he wants quality time with his sheep. And this is a good lesson for all of us servants and shepherds. All of us were shepherds in some capacity. Shepherds of our home, shepherds of our Sunday school class, shepherds of different, we have different responsibilities. And the good lesson for us is that the shepherd needs to spend quality time with his sheep. From the Gospel according to St. John chapter... Six, the evangelist, he makes an important note about this deserted place. He says, now there was much grass in that place. There was much grass in that place. A very, very important detail. Because sheep, they love grass. Sheep, they love grass. And the shepherd took the sheep to a grassy plain. He didn't take them into the wilderness to torture them, to take them away from the city, to isolate them and to torture them and to to put them in isolation. He took them into the wilderness, to this grassy place, actually to nurture them. And too often, we think, Yanni, when the church is telling us to fast, to work on pillar number three, fasting, We think that the church is trying to torture us. But the church is not torturing us. The church is actually nourishing us. Nourishing us. That's why in Psalm 23, the famous psalm, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. I used to think when I was a kid, that means like, I don't want you. No, that's not the meaning of I shall not want. I shall not want means that I have everything. I have everything I need. I don't need anything else. I'll talk about that a little bit later. It says, the next verse after it says, He makes me lie down in in the green pastures. The Lord, He made the group sit down in the in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. The Lord, He leads me. If He shepherds me, He will lead me to calmness. He leads me to the still waters. He leads me to the paths of righteousness. This is the job of the priest. The job of the priest and the shepherd. Another lesson we get from the shepherd, it says, Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The shepherd offers protection to the sheep. So no longer do the sheep have to live in anxiety and fear. You know, with the rod, the rod does, like the rod of protection. The staff, you know, it has that little, like, hook on it. It's like to guide and to bring back and to discipline. So when the Lord disciplines us, we should be happy. We should know that the Lord is treating us as sons. That's what St. Paul says in Hebrews chapter 12. The first role of the priest is to be a 
shepherd. The second role of the priest is to speak the word of to speak the the word of God. The first job of Aaron, you know, to go back to the first job of Aaron before there was the priesthood of Levi. The first job of Aaron was to be the spokesperson for God. Because Moses said he couldn't speak. St. John the Baptist. In St. John, John the Baptist. Another example. Actually, we say this every liturgy. Uh, deacons, you can help me out. Hail to the... To the priest. We call St. John the priest. The relative of Emmanuel. Why is St. John a priest? He never served in the temple. He never did anything in the temple. But he is a priest because he spoke the word of God. He spoke the word of God. And he called the people to repentance saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We see this in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. It says, When the multitudes knew it, he followed him, and he received them, and spoke to them of the kingdom of God. And in the Gospel of Mark chapter 6, it says, So he began to teach them... Many things, many things. And actually, the Catholic epistle today, the Catholic epistle today was from Second John chapter 1. And the very first words in the epistle were, the very first words in the, the Catholic epistle today, it said, the elder. The elder meaning, in Greek, the presbyteros, the priest, and St. John, the elder, to the elect lady and to her children, the priest to her children, to the church. And St. John was teaching us in the Catholic epistle to remember the commandment that we had from the beginning. The commandment we had at the beginning is to Love one another, to love one another. And then later in the Catholic epistle it says, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. And he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. And then he said, at the very end, just so you see the priestly role of John, he said, having many things to write to you, I do not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and... And to, don't know how to read. I, huh? I want to speak to you face to face. The job of the priest is to speak the word of God. And that's why in order to speak the word of God, we have to have a relationship with the word of God. Through prayer and fasting and through the other pillars we are discussing. And this is, this is important for us. Why? Is because when we gossip, when we curse, when we have outbursts of wrath, these things are devastating to the soul. 
Because the mouth is for, the priestly function of the mouth is for praising God. Let everyone who has breath praise the name of the Lord. The mouth is for blessing God. The mouth is for praising God. So when we say things that we are not supposed to say, we are defiling our priesthood that God has given to us. The job of the priest to speak the words of God. That's why the Lord told Jeremiah in a very beautiful verse. He said, I will give Israel, I will give Israel shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The Lord Jesus Christ, He fed us with truth. He revealed to us the heavenly knowledge. Our job is to speak the words of God. The third function of the priest is... Restoration. This was from Psalm 23 that we mentioned earlier. The psalmist says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. The job of the priest is to restore my soul. In the Old Testament, if anyone had any cause of defilement, he was removed from the community. For example, leprosy. But part of the healing of leprosy was that you had to go before the priest. And you would offer a small sacrifice and then you would be restored to the community. If you committed sin, you would bring a sacrifice to the priest. You would offer this sacrifice and then you would be restored. Our Lord also, He has demonstrated that He is High Priest in that He restored us. In parts of the Gregorian Liturgy, which God willing we will say today, we talk about many times how the High Priest has restored us. We pray, you desire to renew Him and restore Him to His first estate. And another part we say, restore us, O God, to your salvation. The gospel in the Vespers last night, it was about a noble man who came to the Lord crying and saying, Sir, my child dies. Hurry before my child dies. And so the Lord said, Go your way, your son lives. And the Lord restored this child from his sickness and gave him life. And in the gospel of today, not only did he preach about the kingdom and use the word, in Matthew chapter, in Matthew chapter 14, in Matthew chapter 14, it says, he was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. On this mountain of the 5,000, he healed all of their sick. So the Lord, Jesus Christ, as the great high priest, he is offering to restore us. And this is the office of the priesthood. That's why in the book of James, St. James says, Is anyone among you sick? If anyone is among you sick, let him call for the priests of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. The multitude in this gospel today, they started the day full, but over the course of the day they became hungry. And the Lord restored them. 
He healed them. He fed them. And He fed them until they were full. So that's why I shall not want. I do not need anything else but You, Lord. I see that oftentimes we might be in a dark place. But the Lord is willing to restore me. Our families could be broken. Our marriages could be broken. Our relationships with each other might be broken. But all of them can be restored by the high priest. And what I love about this miracle is that the Lord took a very small offering of five loaves and two fish. And He said... Multitude. He restored a multitude back to hunger. He satiated them. They were full. And this is how we can be restored. If we come and offer just a little before the Lord, He is willing to give us much more than what we offer. I was thinking about it. Is you come and confess, and you say one little sin about sin. I did this. Mm. Done. And you say one little thing and you offer that one little dumb sin to the Lord. What does he give you back in exchange? He gives you forgiveness. He gives you justification. He gives you sonship. He gives you to be co-heirs with him in the kingdom. You put a little thing, the psalm today, give, the glory, give God the glory and honor. Bring to him. If you bring to Him anything, He gives you much more and He is able to, to restore. So that's why today, I think today is about coming to the great high priest. We come to the great high priest because He is the shepherd. He gives us direction for our life. Another role of the priest and our function to speak the, to speak the word of God. And the third function of the priest is to give restoration. I wish all of us to be, this is the royal priesthood to which we were called, to shepherd each other, to serve each other, to speak the word of God to each other, to evangelize to each other, and to bring restoration and healing to a broken world. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.